Hello and welcome to this next episode of Into the Prey, Breaching the Chaos of the Church with Nick and Mary Franks. This is really exciting. Well, I was going to say exciting conversation. That is not the right word. I'm not important. It's important. important. Yeah. It's an important. Essential. Yeah, it's important. It's There's a nervousness about this because I feel like listening to the conversation with Dave Brennan today about abortion, that it's easy to feel the urgency of this but equally i think it's like it's actually like it's a microcosm of repentance generally in that if you understand repentance there's a sense in which you're constantly on the cusp of him leading you into a deeper understanding of what repentance means i think it's it's the creating me a pure heart of of psalm 51 mm. um anyway the conversation that we are about to let you listen to is with Dave Brennan, who leads Brefos. Now, if I remember rightly, Brefos is a Greek word for breath. And it's a ministry that is um, a pro-life ministry that's really revolving entirely around abortion and re- related fertility issues. But it was quite a revealing conversation, wasn't it? Very. And I think... Having listened to Dave just talk even just a little bit, I mean, through the statistics, I think he really just kind of scratched the surface, to be honest. Mm. And I think that's something that's just really stood out, is just as we were talking to him, I was so aware of the the layers that are mm-hmm. part of this issue. Like, it's it's not as it's not a straightforward or simple issue. There's a huge amount of discussion that needs to be had around all the different parts of society that are affected by it so Mm. you're talking and not even just the society it's the it's dave's big question rightly is where the church where where are the church you know you you could you could spend a year full-time talking about that on its own mm -hmm. never mind getting into the reality of you know societal level or spiritual health um Mm. education uh, counseling you know there's mm-hmm. there's so many parts of our lives that are affected by this one issue mm-hmm. and that's essentially what we need to talk about you know it's it's not going to be a one-off episode or mm-hmm. a one-off little season on this topic it's an ongoing mm-hmm. in-depth long conversation yeah. that needs to be taught on that needs to be out in the open that yeah. needs to be spoken about we need to have discussions we need to mm-hmm. question things we need to ask about things and you know it, it needs that amount of time and energy put into it because it is so important mm-hmm. yeah unto practical um activism now totally, th- that's yeah. not really a, a word that we use much or think much about but it's it's similar to the principle of just because the churches have been forcibly closed by the government again, which is good, um, doesn't mean to say that the church then stop being mm. functional and fruitful in the community. And so the teaching is definitely what's required unless, you know, the, they will say much more about this in weeks to come about the absence or the difficulties or the restriction, the kind of limiting restriction of... Uh, the the kind of limited time that he has to talk about mm. it within a church setting and you know the bar is incredibly low it's like well great we, we're teaching on it but that's not enough it has to then it's, it's like teaching on evangelism it's like that's that's not the point the point is that we're seeing people saved we're seeing people discipled in this specific case we're seeing people motivated mm-hmm. to 
to actually be a presence in the streets or outside an abortion clinic yeah. or outside a government mm-hmm. um, headquarter or whatever, isn't it? Yeah, and I think one thing that really stood out as well from speaking to Dave and having conversations with him, and I was really struck by this today, was our the direct connection between abortion, the genocide of children, which is anti-Christ, mm-hmm. and our silence as a church mm-hmm. and our spiritual health yeah. like we cannot pretend yeah. that those two realities are unrelated mm-hmm. you know our silence on the things that are dearest and closest to god's heart mm-hmm. will directly affect the spiritual health as a body and as his church mm-hmm. and we need to be focused mm-hmm. on that we need to be thinking about that and we've got 71 English church leaders who are whinging to the government to not close for overstepping their mark and, yeah. and using that lever to try and carry on with business as usual, even if there's a token gesture or token focus on repentance and in inverted commas. And yet, how many churches are talking about abortion? How many yeah. how many churches are aware? Do you know what I mean? It's just, it's like you're saying, that, that connection between the spiritual health of... Well, the spiritual health of a whole country, let alone the church, exactly, but within yeah. that, the mm-hmm. absence of there being any weight to mm-hmm. to this um, preeminent, as you're about to hear, it's a preeminent issue. And even historically, statistically, throughout all of the ages, um, it's a preeminent, unparalleled mm. um, issue. So we're about to hear, let's go to Dave now. But before we do, let's just quickly make the point that this is, we're going to be partnering with Dave Brennan and Brefos moving mm-hmm. forwards in in long-term sense this isn't just like a, a one-off episode it's no it's not no. a one-off it's going to become a weekly episode mm-hmm. um we're going to be at uh, this podcast you know it it's i don't know seven or eight months into this now um and it began with just once a week and then it, a couple of months ago we need, felt a need to make a teaching mm-hmm. um episode prioritized every week and now, lo and behold, we f- we feel this is the way forward: is not to have a separate podcast, not to have just a one-off season, but to add a, w- a new weekly mm-hmm. episode um, into this um, podcast. And so it's just, yeah, we're, we're we're basically I'm waffling and making an announcement <laughs> at the same time to say this is going to be a new weekly podcast um, within this into the pro podcast about abortion and fertility based. Um, issues and so therefore if you know anybody who has this as a burden a stirring Mm. please let them know about that we're convinced that you know even if every church in the country there was about forty three thousand churches in the uk apparently by the way there's only 71 signatories on that petition to the uh to the judicial review where where were the other forty two thousand seven hundred whatever anyway Oh, I digress. Um, what was I saying? Um, I, you were saying that if all of those churches did yeah, something... Yeah, if, if all of those... Thank you, that was very helpful. <laughs> you pulled me back. If all of those churches had a podcast about abortion every week, it still wouldn't be enough. No. It, still exactly, would, no. it, it wouldn't be overkill. And so w- what we have become convinced of is that there aren't any uh, real meaningful ongoing conversations about this. And this is is vital. So if you know people that are interested in this... And we're going to be looking to raise a bit of support as well to just help with some practicalities um, that people may or may not be aware of in terms of the costs of hosting podcasts, um, you know, sponsoring podcasts and that kind of thing. So if you know anybody that's interested in hearing this, seeing this become a 
a mainstay mm. drip feed of Christian thought and conversation. Because as, as we were about to hear from Dave, the way we think about these things directly relates to the way we speak or, yeah. or, or the way we don't think mm. and we don't speak. So without further ado, let's go across to conversation this week with Dave Brennan. And it is okay. And anyone else listening, I will say that to you guys, that it's okay to be where you're at. There's others that are going through the same thing. The UK as a whole, Scotland in particular, but also the north of England and other areas, is well down the road away from Christianity. So often, and particularly in the public space, there is, you know, what stands for Christianity is not Christianity at all. And very often the celebrated Christian leaders are not speaking the truth. Okay, here we are. Dave Brennan, sir, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. Thanks for having me on. It's a real privilege to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you, mate. And um, we will have introduced you, so we won't necessarily do that again. But it would be really good um, to hear a little bit about, just a little bit about you. T- tell us a bit about what's going on. You're down near Norwich, aren't you? That's right, yeah. I'm I'm pretty close to the east coast. Uh, so we're in Norfolk, down on the River Waveney, just a few miles from the coast. Yeah, uh, I'm here with my my wife and Andy, and we've got two little girls. Uh, one is five and one is two. And uh, yeah, the last two or three years, I suppose, um, in particular, but it it was building up that over a, a few years before that as well. Yeah. Um, we've we've just been going all out on this issue of what's happening to unborn babies in mm-hmm. our, our nation and the call on the church to respond to that. So that's that's the kind of work I'm involved with. And I think it was in that connection we first made contact or specifically about uh, our discussions around the UK blessing and, uh, and the mm-hmm. connection that had as well to the, the wider issues of the church and, uh, and the nation. So I think that's how we kind of got in touch. Is that right? I think so, yeah. The, uh, I'm trying to think, uh, what's the old saying? Great, um, great minds think alike. <laughs> I, I'm sure there is some truth in that um, because of the overlapping nature of some of these things. And yeah, it's it's not surprising, is it? But Mary's here as well. Do you want to say so? hi? Hi. Hello. I am here to join the conversation. This, this, this is a three-way <laughs> conversation. <laughs> this is Edinburgh to Norwich and back again, see where we go. But yeah, um, yeah do you like... I, I just want to say a little intro. I mean, we we wanted to, um, for everybody listening, we wanted to kind of pick Dave Brennan's brain with all this because we know Dave a little bit from meeting him, as uh, some of you guys will know, f- from recent uh, travels down to Norwich. But this whole conversation about abortion, fertility issues, the whole realm of ethics that yeah it's it's a it's a very important area that's going to require ongoing communication and we'll say a little bit about that probably later but mary and i both are wanting to really um support and partner and learn from all the all that's going on within breathos dave and i think just for a short podcast today we'll have a little intro to this but we want this to be a regular as as we've already discussed we want this to be a regular ongoing weekly conversation mm. um but just just maybe give particularly for those who might not be particularly provoked at the minute about this whole area of abortion in terms of the urgency the importance i mean in on one in one sense it begs beggars belief that it needs to be 
reinforced but you probably come across that quite a lot and you're traveling around the uk to different churches just a, a range of different kind of starting points but do you want to just assume that everybody's at at base camp and we've got a, a kind of big a big climb ahead of us yeah sure thank you nick yeah i i guess you know in a way i was there you know um i grew up in a, a family i grew up in a christian family and I have probably always been pro-life to use that term, you know, notionally pro-life yeah. That was my position, mm -hmm. but I can't think that it really bothered me in any way for the first, I don't know, maybe 20 years of my life. I think, I think that the only memory I have, you know, before the age of about 20 uh, of anything to do with this issue was, I remember just seeing uh, there was a little bit of literature at home. I don't know, it was a leaflet or something, nothing particularly graphic, but I was aware that it was a, I probably asked my parents, what's this about? And they explained a bit and, and, mm. and I kind of clocked at that point, okay, this is something and this is the Christian view is with, with, with pro-life. But I had no idea, and perhaps this is the first thing I would, I would like upon, I had no idea what was really going on mm. in, in my own nation, like right next door, probably mm. amongst people I knew, I just didn't know. Um, I didn't know. I never thought through. It's. I, I suppose I literally never asked the question: What actually happens in an abortion? Mm -hmm. I just. I, I. I suppose I knew that it meant a baby was killed, but I had no idea what the method was. That wasn't kind of. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it, that wasn't presented to my imagination in any kind of meaningful way. So I didn't really know the, the nature of this procedure, and perhaps we'll talk about that in a bit. Mm -hmm. I also had no idea the scale. So you, you kind of grow up hearing, you know, when it comes to abortion, we hear about the so-called extreme cases. You know, you hear about rape, incest, life of the mother. You, you, you get this impression that abortion is only really accessed in, in the most sort of extreme circumstances. Mm -hmm. But when I found out that abortion was happening, you know, 550 times every day of the week in England and Wales alone, uh, you know, when I found out one in three women in the UK has at least one abortion in her lifetime, yeah. it just, it was, it was almost like reality was being repainted before my mm -hmm. eyes mm -hmm. about the state of our nation. What's How long ago was that for you, mate? That would have been, I guess, over my university years. I was sort of 19, 20, 21. Yeah. Just got to know the facts. Um, mm -hmm. And so, so what happened was, you see, I had this kind of, default theological position but it wasn't really colored in and it wasn't mm. connected to the state of our nation what's actually going on mm. and so as these facts kind of got tied into that theological framework it just led to this inevitable conclusion of crikey this is like just in numerical terms mm. this is mm -hmm. the greatest injustice of our day and in fact in the history of the human race numerically yeah. in terms of deliberate taking of human life this is this is beyond comparison mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. and yet what are we doing about it we don't even talk about it yeah, yeah. Uh, and and above all else the thing that really grips my wife and, and me was where's the church on this mm. we we just couldn't see really anyone saying or doing anything much at all Mm -hmm. on this even though this is the, the greatest justice issue of our day of our day so yeah in a nutshell there was that kind of theological backdrop 
but mm. I was naive. I was ignorant. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think for a lot of people, I don't think this is the only issue, and I think perhaps we'll talk about some of the other issues, but I think for a lot of people, there's just a, a real lack of awareness. There's ignorance that just needs to be filled mm. in with the facts. Mm-hmm. And for some people, not all, that's enough. That's enough of a kind of match to, to light um, yeah. a, a, a passion for this, which I believe is in step with God's heart on this. Yeah. Yeah, I think just even having been on the, your website um, for CBR UK and just having even a glance through <clears throat> the amount of information that's on there, it, it is unbelievable. Like, I think most people, you know, I'm thinking of it from being a teacher and what's taught in school and you just think how much of the actual context and reality mm. from you know real life perspective has actually been presented to people you know in any context not you know just in the church there's just a massive gap there isn't there yeah yeah that's right and that goes that that's just textbook um how injustice is protected and perpetuated Mm. you keep it covered up i mean it's just textbook this is we saw this with uh the slave trade You, you saw this with um, child labour, you just hide from the public eye mm-hmm. What, mm-hmm. what it's really like, what's yeah. really going on and so mm-hmm. people believe the lies, the rhetoric, the euphemisms uh, yeah. about it I mean you've probably seen seen this, the way people talk about abortion I mean it sounds like they, they want you to to believe it's like getting your nails done or having a tooth <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, the way people talk about abortion is directly linked to how they think about abortion isn't it or or don't think about abortion. Mm. So you've you've been um, tracking with this. What I'm guessing for about fifteen years. Yeah, I get. Um, I'm trying to work out your age, Dave. Doesn't more, matter what your age. I'm, I'm thirty. So m- m- more actively, I would say over the last ten years, and especially the last five. Um, mm-hmm. So I'd say yeah, until about about ten years ago, it was really just in the background, and then okay. it just, I just kind of began to have my eyes open. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, about a decade ago. Well, let's believe that even in this podcast today that things can be catalyzed in people's hearts and minds so that there's different thinking and different speaking about this. But that as you maybe we could just start with this for today. This is this will I think we'll probably look back on this in months and years to come as the very first live podcast conversation about this of many. But the 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 theological framework that you mentioned there i don't know if you i'm sure you've got these off the top of your head just maybe you could put some flesh onto those skeletal scaffolds for people to hopefully catalyze some new thinking and speaking here because statistics are important you mentioned just that there's 550 roughly a day um abortions in england and wales i mean have you got a bit more give it give us a bit more on that shock us mate feel free to shock us Sure. So what, what we've got is, um, you know, since 1967, that was the Abortion Act. So abortions have been performed in the UK legally uh, since 1967, 53 years. And mm. we're on 9.5 million uh, babies mm. killed now. So just to give some kind of perspective, OK, um, in terms of UK deaths, World War One was just under a million. OK, uh, World War Two was just under half a million. UK yeah. deaths. Mm-hmm. Okay, so our abortion death toll, this baby genocide, is multiple times the combination of World War One and World War Two death, just in terms of UK deaths. 
Uh, today's the 11th of November. We've been remembering those mm. who, who lost their lives in those wars. And I don't say this to trivialize it in any way. It's just factually correct that that loss of life represents a fraction, mm-hmm. fraction of our baby genocide death toll. And that's just in this country. I mean, it, I always just shudder to think of the equivalent stat in China. Yeah. Uh, where because of a one-child policy, although it's been relaxed now to two, I think, all over China, at least most of it, I think I think it's now two-child. It is being relaxed because they realise they uh, they're running out of young people. They get, they've got an ageing population. And like a lot of countries in Europe and around the world, that's, that's become a crisis in itself. But in, mm. in China, the numbers are just eye-watering. You're talking 35,000 babies a day Mm. it's just industrial scale Mm -hmm. slaughter and worldwide it's about um a million a week so we don't know exactly but the estimates yeah uh, estimates seem to vary between sort of 40 million and 55 million a a year worldwide Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and as for the total death toll since you know abortion started to become more more accessible uh, again, these are estimates, but one estimate put uh, over the last century, there have been one billion. Mm-hmm. There's something like a billion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Worldwide abortions. Yeah. Worldwide, mm-hmm. over 100 years, mm-hmm. one billion. So these numbers are just, um, you can't get your head around them. But what mm-hmm. we can say is this is, it, it's totally in a league of its own. This is, mm-hmm. you know, we, we cannot countenance uh, when people say, look, this is just one issue of many, you know, this is your passion, but, you know, my passions yeah. mm-hmm. might change or or time or whatever, you know, even if we accept uh, all of these things at face value, just in numerical terms, they are nothing compared to what we're talking about here. And so this is, you know, I'm not saying everyone's called to give their lives this full time, but I am saying this is, you know, objectively, in terms of human life, this is the greatest moral issue of the day in terms mm-hmm. of human life. And we've all, we, we all will stand before God and have to give an account as to mm-hmm. what we, mm-hmm. in the midst of, faced with uh, the great genocide of our day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that is really the only way you can describe it, isn't it? A genocide. I mean... Like you say, those those statistics are shocking, and I think I I mean we've we've read up maybe a little on some of the statistics around it, but I mean I had no idea that the numbers were as high as that, and I think that would come as a shock to most people. Mm. Well, you could have hazarded a guess. I think that that's the thing. In in some in even if you're half tuned in, half switched on, you could hazard a guess, but it's it's. It's the disconnect, Dave, and again, I'm assuming that you come across this regularly, so this could perhaps be a focus of our podcasts over the foreseeable, but in terms of how do we move beyond um, knowing even a little bit, which should be enough for us to be sleepless, for us to feel the weight of things, you know, there's a weight in all of this that I think it's understandable and natural that our minds just boggle and and they they kind of just want to check out, don't they? so maybe for this the remaining time today like feel free maybe just describe that process that 
that you had where you went from that that sense of being aware a bit more vaguely to then and as you've already said the, the call to action here isn't everybody gives their lives to this full time full full time but maybe maybe there will be more people to do that you know the the, the need is immense so but maybe just let, let us know what what that was like for you to go from kind of being va- more vaguely aware of things to having that that sense of the weight of the scale of it you know yeah sure thank you i think for, for me as i say it, it was the, the 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 kindling as it were was that theological mm. framework and then the map that just lit it up was the was just getting to know the facts and the scale and i think what as I say, what it was, it was this kind of um, perspective of, okay, these are the stats. This is what's going on. And I remember, for example, I mean, I was just watching. Um, I was I was watching a film. This is like totally unrelated to abortion. Didn't mention abortion at all. Yeah. Um, a film about uh, slavery in the states. Um, and I remember just turning to my wife at the end of the film, and we just both said to each other, "Abortion." You know what that was then. Mm. abortion mm. is now this is the great injustice of the day which we which we will one day look back on and think how on earth did we do that and how on earth did everyone else just kind of let it happen and mm-hmm. accept mm-hmm. it you know so i think it was this kind of historical perspective of wow this is the greatest injustice of our day we're accepting it we're rolling with it um and it just the Lord just took hold of us on this issue that we we couldn't ignore it. You know, you mentioned sleepless nights. I mean, we had. Yeah, it so distressed us. It, mm-hmm. I, I, I remember having some you know, disturbed dreams about this. And, and in fact, as we as we moved into pursuing this calling and, and there's a, you know, um, actually on our website, if people want to hear more of the story, we've kind of got a video sharing uh, at more length the, the story of, of how god made it so clear to us in a very personal way what what he wanted us to do mm. um but as we pursued that and that the components of that were a lot of time in prayer a lot of scriptures speaking into into it very directly uh, so it just became unignorable mm-hmm. uh, but as we pursued that as well um the the satanic opposition that we experienced was extreme and and i would say it, it, it i would i would actually say that one of the clearest signs that god was calling us into this was the severity of the satanic opposition mm-hmm. to us getting involved in this you know uh in 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 various forms um so so we found that you know that just the weight of the issue itself that this this mm-hmm. that something must be done it is not acceptable that the church could be just sleepwalking through this like merrily carrying on mm. you know with our own agenda like as if as if our greatest needs um are aesthetic or kind of structural or <laughs> we just need to kind of reorientate things at a kind of surface level mm. all the while we're ignoring mm-hmm. this genocide which has happened on our watch and, and and actually i say on our watch not just that we're standing by but i'm talking about for example you know, in the 60s and since then, you know, the Church of England, at least, has had a real um, platform in, in Parliament, you know, bishops mm-hmm. in the House of Lords. We've got media platforms. We've just not been using them. And in fact, sometimes when we've used them, it'd been better if we hadn't mm-hmm. because we've been advocating for the other side. Mm-hmm. So so this, you know, so, so just seeing that this is not an option, the church carrying on in this way 
it's not an option. Mm-hmm. God is not pleased with this. Um, and, and the scriptures that really led us at the time, a lot of them were, were from the Old Testament, the, the prophets, and, and God's um, God's outrage, really, at the, the inactivity of his people in the mm-hmm. face of injustice and mm-hmm. bloodshed, that they don't uphold the cause of the orphan and the widow, that they, they don't uphold justice in the courts. Um, these sins of omission, which we're quite sort of deaf to, I think, in, in Christianity in the UK today. We, we don't really kind of think about sins of omission. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We kind of think, well, if I'm not doing it, I'm, I'm fine. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's nothing to do with me. Yeah. But but the prophets are often taking the people to task over their sins of omission. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then specifically the sin of child sacrifice. And when child sacrifice is practiced by the people of God, Psalm 106, uh, Jeremiah chapter 7, Ezekiel 20, um, and we know child sacrifice is happening in the church today. And that's a very significant thing for me to claim. It, it takes a moment to say it. But if that's true, if you just think about that, mm-hmm. child sacrifice in the professing Christian church mm-hmm. is a serious spiritual ill. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it, it almost could, I, I can't think how it could get more serious because mm-hmm. you look at the Lord's reaction to child sacrifice in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. And nothing really compares. No. Uh, the, the severity, you know, it, it, it says in Psalm 106 that it caused him to abhor his inheritance. Yeah. yeah. That's Gosh. serious. Like, yeah, abhor mate. his inheritance. Gosh, we, 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 need, we need more conversation. We need, all of us listening to this need to have conversation like this every single week. And, and even, in, even in terms of our own prayer lives, this should be a yeah. daily... Mm-hmm shouldn't it yeah and i think just you know that connection between uh, just as you're saying there dave about the church um taking responsibility basically for society for ourselves and that connection between the health of our spiritual life as the body of christ directly linked to how we take responsibility for the things that are closest to god's heart it's Mm. yeah. yeah yeah that's right because, you know, the, the trajectory of things here, I was speaking with a colleague of mine about this earlier today, you know, it would be perhaps different if, you know, some missionaries were dropped into a, a, a part of the world where the gospel's never been before. The sins of that nation would relate differently to those missionaries. They've just arrived mm-hmm. there. The gospel's just arrived there. And, well, we'll see how, how the work goes. We should see an impact on the nation uh, and, and the culture as, as the gospel um, is spread but here in the uk we've been a christian country we've had mm-hmm. a, a terrific platform in the highest places um we, we we've we've got as i said seats in the house of lords we've got um buildings almost on every sort of square kilometer of this nation yeah it's not like we haven't got the platform mm. it's not that we haven't had a, a seat at the table mm-hmm. um we have and what we've done with that is that we have um, we've abdicated mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. moral responsibility and leadership mm-hmm. um, progressively, incrementally, again mm-hmm. and again. And so what you see now is that all sorts of ideologies are pouring into the church, whereas it ought to be the other way around. We ought to be influencing the culture with salt and light. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and even the unbelieving nation should be influenced for good and for righteousness yeah. by the believing church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And you're 100% right talking there about prayer because there's two things that strike me. I mean, maybe, Mary, you've got something to say, chip in on this before Dave's... Um, we'll keep this podcast fairly short today um, just because we're going to be doing this every week or, certain, yeah, very regularly. But it strikes me from the place of prayer that there are two things. The first thing is that there is a, there is very clearly a weight to all of this that we don't feel, generally speak, And even even people who are in this full-time, like yourself, you don't feel it. It's just a minuscule fraction of what he feels about it. Mm. And I feel, and I f- that is an important part, I think, of mobilising the true church, is is inviting in the place of prayer and not expecting that to be a quick overnight thing, but an increasing accumulative, it's, you know, just thinking the words of Isaiah now, of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. And in that same kind of thought, just that there will be this increasing sense of the church, those who really love Jesus, increasingly feeling the weight of this and there being a kind of a corresponding fruitfulness but links linked to that thought and again in prayer linked to the intercessory places of prayer is this this demonic rage at the other end of the spectrum against the people like us who would be wanting to talk about pro-life i I remember seeing this in the northern ireland i think it was northern ireland Mm. um where the law changed was it last year or the year before, I can't remember exactly. I think it was last year, 29, it was very recently. And I remember vividly seeing um, news reports of um, pro-abortion activists with placards and signs, but just the like the facial expressions mm. at both the... Um, movement against people of pro-life persu- of conviction but then the jubilation when the law was changed it's just, it's, it, i just imagined the scene around jesus when you know it was either jesus or barabbas and barabbas was eventually released and it's like barabbas barabbas and i just that's what's going on there's a demonic yep. isn't there yep. behind yep. behind all of this absolutely it, it's utterly demonic satan is a baby killer you know he 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 was behind the, the genocide um, in in Egypt, uh, in an attempt to kill Moses, God's deliverer at that time, mm. he was behind the genocide of Herod, an attempt to kill Jesus, the Savior. Mm. Uh, we read about him in Revelation as as you know, uh, waiting to devour this child that's being delivered. Um, he hates the image of God, and and the, mm. the unborn child is the image of God. Uh, as as we all are, but there's a sense in which the unborn child is is. Um, I'm not saying they're you know, I, I, you know I'm not saying they haven't got original sin and so on, but there's a sense in which the unborn mm. child is is a purer uh, example of the image of God um, mm. th- th- than the rest of us. And when it comes to child sacrifice, and that's nothing uh, you know, specific to abortion or even to to Moloch worship, it, it's something that has been practiced all around the world uh, throughout history. Um, when it comes to human sacrifice, the Satan's favorite is basically a, a, the more innocent and the more precious that human, mm-hmm. the, the, the greater worth that sacrifices, which is why the, it's one thing to sacrifice someone you hate, but to sacrifice your own child. Well, that's worth something to Satan. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and so to sacrifice your own child is an, extre- it's an extreme form of human sacrifice a particularly innocent victim 
to sacrifice a child in the womb mm. before they've even come out mm -hmm. to, to, to invade that sacred space mm. where only God is meant to see mm -hmm. that unformed body. Mm. It's just the depths. It's, it's just the extreme depths of that evil mm -hmm. that should ring alarm bells for us. This mm -hmm. is the yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think just, it, it sh I, like I feel really shocked, you know, even though I know that we've talked about it before and we've had conversations, it's almost like you, you can't get to the end of just how, how grievous this is to God's mm. heart. Like, like we will never feel the extent to which he feels the weight of this and just how contradictory it is to scripture you know like the first thing he says is to, you know one of the first things is to multiply to procreate you know it's it's a god-given gift that um satan is just absolutely hijacking and you know ruining our society and our spiritual lives and it's it's actually just hard to take on board isn't it it, it is and and you and you and you're right that it's we don't we don't really get close to the depths of, of of feeling this as we ought to um and i myself although i'm working with this every day i find that i need to take time regularly to be still and alone with the lord and spend a lot of time not doing anything mm. just allowing myself to re realize the depth of it because we're in this culture that is conditioning us not to think about it and not to feel it mm -hmm. for what mm -hmm. it is like even mm -hmm. in even in you know the church or whatever even amongst pro-lifers it's almost like a coping mechanism you just mm -hmm. kind of get on mm -hmm. yeah. um, and and i find myself sort of the more i spend quietly with the lord in scripture and just dwelling on it the more i i, I kind of am reawakened mm -hmm. to the depths mm -hmm. of this thing it is just the most unnatural thing mm -hmm. imaginable mm -hmm. it's so unnatural it's such an assault on god's creation Mm -hmm. and God's authority uh, and his gift of life it's just it's such a demonic attack yeah it strikes me just in this podcast today that there is so much to, where there's no there's not going to be any shortage of uh, topics within this to talk about or you know there's so much to say and there's so much to think out loud about in these podcasts and Again, Dave, thank you for everything that you're doing, mm -hmm. and uh, I'm sure you see this as a life, um, a life, um, not ambition, but you know, a life calling and assignment. Um, you know, and we can talk more about that um, soon. But I think today, should we just pray? Because uh, again, just for people listening, we, we will have said this. This is going to be something that we want to be talking about. Um, with regularity because we see the regularity as being a big part of the answer to breaking this kind of head in the sand type ignorance mm. uh, coming back to your original question there Dave about where is the church in this and that really is the ultimate we're not trying to recruit people from you know university campuses or whatever I mean it's it's it's, it's looking at where the church are and as always the church should be leading these socio-cultural issues shouldn't they absolutely and we're yeah. all part of that and mm -hmm. we're all complicit in some way um i think it'd be good just to pray and then um yeah just commit all of this to, to him as we as we kind of set our face like flint as it were 
Do you want to just pray for us, mate? Yeah, great. Thank you. Yeah, that's Oh, Sovereign Lord, we we don't know how to pray um, at the best of times, mm. but we thank you that your your Spirit intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. And Lord, what we've been talking about today, although we're trying to talk about it, it's beyond mm. what words can express. There aren't really the words mm. to accurately um, to fairly represent uh, the depths of this issue or what this means. To you uh what it means spiritually for us for the church for the nation uh for so many individual lives um affected in so many ways for the lives taken for, for the people at various levels compromised or culpable involved mm. people misled and misinformed and coerced and controlled mm. lord this is a deep deep darkness and um we we want to bring it out into your light. Mm. So, Lord, we ask that you would graciously, mercifully um, aid us as we seek to come before you. Think of that scripture, Lord. We we know not what to do, yeah. but our eyes are on you, Lord. Mm. We we look to you, our hope, our deliverer, Lord. We thank you that you know the plans you have. You've got um, a way for us, your people, to be to behave. Um, for us to, to, to transform and, and 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 to become more Christ-like in our response here. So, mm. Lord, I just uh, want to commit this this series to you. Mm. We're just beginning to scratch the surface mm. today. There is so much, Lord. Would you help us? Would you help those listening in? Mm. Lord, would your um, gracious Holy Spirit uh, go before us to prepare hearts? Uh, there are going to be people who need... Uh, forgiveness and healing for themselves i commit them to you lord mm -hmm. minister to them draw mm -hmm. them give them the, the gift of repentance and mm -hmm. the gift of forgiveness and may they be drawn into your life and lord for many of us for all of us there's there's a work needed in our hearts mm -hmm. so lord just uh, commit this to you uh be gracious uh with us lord thank you for your patience uh, for us as we stumble into you know late mm. in life really lord we stumble into what's been happening all this time mm. and it grieves your heart so lord and um, thank you for what you are revealing to us mm. and we ask that you would continue that this would glorify you this would please you lord would you overrule our words and uh, and the way in which it's received by those who do mm. and i thank you for this opportunity thank you for this growing friendship mm. um and uh, we commit it to you with Lord. Mm. Mm. Yeah, Father, we just echo that prayer. Just thank you for speaking. Thank you for revealing these things to us and showing us where we need to take responsibility, where we need to fight the cause of the fatherless and the widow and the orphan and those who are in most need of a voice to defend them, Father. And we pray for your church all over this nation. We mm. pray for the church in other countries. We pray for a weight and a recognition mm. of this monstrosity that is happening right in front of us. Mm. Lord, we pray for the work of organizations like CBR and Brefos and other people fighting, fighting this cause. And we pray that it would be brought out into the light, that it would be exposed 
that it would just be mm. known lord mm. we pray for the sake of all these babies we pray for the exposing of this genocide that it would be brought right out mm. into the open mm. and father we just we pray for protection over dave and his wife and his mm. children lord we recognize that the enemy hates this mm. he hates this and mm. we pray that you would watch over them that you would be with them mm. that you would protect them from the work of the enemy mm. and lord we just we ask today we're sorry we're just simply sorry that mm. that it has got to this place that there are so many children mm. being killed in our society today it is mm. It is hard to take in and we just pray that we would we would feel and sense your heart yeah. on this issue yeah. and that we would be working with you father mm. in the things that you want to do mm. in the preservation of life in your beautiful creation mm -hmm. we ask these things jesus in your name mm. amen. amen lord jesus we rebuke satan in your name now as we talk about this as we think about it and we call upon you spirit to do a work in this nation that is historic and that as as we believe that you raise a standard up against every scheme strategy of the enemy that you'd raise up a standard against this in this nation and the nations of the of the world Lord, we think of the reality of this being an unparalleled uh, numeric um staggering reality and it's it's, a, it's an opportunity for us now, Lord, to believe that no thing is too difficult for you. Nothing is too difficult for you. And so we pray that you would raise up a standard against this, against these figures, against these lives, these babies individually. It's so easily lost within the scale here. So, Lord, we, we do rebuke Satan in the name of Jesus. And Spirit of God, we recognize it's not by our might or power, it's by you. And we, we call upon you even in this moment now, this embryonic moment of communicating and calling for profound action within the sleepy church lord i pray that there'd be a parallel within the work that you're doing in your church generally and this specific issue of abortion and fertility issues and the whole thing of marriage and transgender mm. um gender issues lord we ask please would you raise that standard over this nation and let the uk know the weight and know the repentance and lord i pray especially where there is a checking out of people mm -hmm. um, when it comes to the the discomfort of facing the reality facing the grief and the weight of this lord I, and i pray for an anointing to be able to enter into the realities that are before us and we pray lord ultimately for your glory father and we pray jesus would you come would you come, Lord? Mm -hmm. Demonstrate the justice of your kingdom, we pray. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, our first episode on this specific topic to do with abortion and fertility. And uh, we would really appreciate it if you would be actively sharing this podcast with other people particularly those who maybe have a burden in this particular area or if it's something that you've even thought about for the first time or you're just yourself becoming aware of it would be really great if you could be involved with the sharing of it and 
raising awareness of this vitally important topic. We all need to be involved in this one. It's not for one person, it's not for one organization. It is for us as Christ's ambassadors. We all need to be taking part in this. So please do share it with others. Thank you again for listening and please stay tuned for the next episode of Into the Prey.